Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Newcastle Blue Star Podcast. I'm your host Dan Tracy and we're back with another episode and more importantly another top guest. Joining me tonight is someone close to home, it's the club secretary John Graham. So John it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show tonight and I hope all is well. Hi Dan, yeah all's great at my end, uh, good to be here on the show having a chat with you, it's been yeah. a while. Yes, it has been a while. I've been trying to get you on the show for quite a time, so I'm glad you're on board, and that means there's plenty of questions for you. So the best place to start, as always, is a bit of background. So, John, if you would be so kind, what's your experience with football in the North East? Rumour has it, it's quite a long love affair. Oh, my God, I'll say it's a quite long love affair. I started playing football, uh, I think, when I was... For, for club teams when I was about uh, 14 years old. Um, so fifty-three year love affair. Ooh, wow. Some so, some part some parts of it weren't uh, weren't a love affair, but uh, absolutely. There was times where I played football seven days a week. Uh, I didn't play to the level that sort of like um, some of our lads are playing at. Um, mostly Saturday afternoon and, and then Sunday morning football. Um, Back back in the day, I, I do remember I trained uh, quite a few times with uh, the Blue Star team that won the FAVs uh, all them years ago. But I was never sort of like their level. However, I, I stuck to my own level and and for that level, I was quite good. Uh, I say so myself, you know, it's, uh, I've done well and I really, really enjoyed football. So, yeah, a long, long history. Well, Played for s- some good teams. Sorry, Daniel. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're playing it seven days a week, you must love it. But did you not ever get tired? Because I know professionals, they have <coughs> breaks. They can't be playing seven days a week. So how does your body cope with that? Well, <laughs> my body suffered, Dan. Uh, my recent history, I've had uh, two hip replacements, uh, all down to wear and tear. Uh, had a, I had a quadruple heart bypass 20 years ago. Um, that was doing a family history kind of thing. Uh, so uh, yeah, my body, my body did sort of like fight back a little bit. Uh, but in the in my younger days, kept us absolutely hundred percent fit. You know, I didn't look like I look now. What teams would you have been playing for? I mean, for me, I'm kind of getting to know teams as I go along. But for those yeah. who are local to the area, they'll probably know more. So, what teams would you yeah. have played for? So the, probably the most well-known teams uh, on Saturdays, I played played for uh, the Benwell Blues, which was uh, which was um, quite a, a well-known local Saturday team, uh, for, obviously from the the Benwell area where I was born and brought up, um, and we had we had a cracking team in them days, um, and then then on Sunday I would play for. Uh, the Pandawa Club, you know, which is uh, which was uh, a local CIU club uh, in the area where I lived, born and bred in Benwell all my life, um, and it's great being involved with Blue Star New because uh, yeah, I meet so many people from them days, you know. Uh, so uh, they were the, probably the two main teams, weekend teams that I played for, but you know, the, the, there's other clubs I played for. I played for the uh, the Birds Nest Club. Um, on on a Sunday as well, so I used to play. I used to play two lots of two lots of football on a on a weekend. I would play 
the eleven side games on a Saturday morning and a Sunday a Saturday afternoon, and then go and play on a Sunday morning and a Sunday afternoon. I was crazy in them days, you know. I was uh, I was quite fit, you know, not not like I am now. So um, and then midweek I would play. I I, I worked for Royal Mail, so I played for uh, Royal Mail uh, on on a Wednesday, just non-stop football down but I enjoyed it. It was great. Would you have played in the Sunday League, which has recently folded? Yes, I did. Yeah, it played in played in the uh, Sunday leagues. Sort like so. Um, I think they, they went from sort like the Premier Division doing down to like it, it was all alphabetical, so B, C, D, E, F, all the way down, you know. And I played in quite a few, uh, quite a few of them leagues, you know, from from the lower echelons right up to sort like the the, the top leagues. Uh, but again. That was that was the level that I stuck at. So, but it was good. With that league folding, is that I guess a sign of the times that not many people as as many people are playing Sunday football these days? Uh, yeah, I said I, I think that's probably correct. On you know, uh, it's it, it's just it it just doesn't seem to have the same vibe um, now compared to sort of like back then. You know, you, there, there would be there would be uh, you, Sunday mornings you would see. Dozens of teams playing uh, on football pitches all around the north, uh, and and now, you know, sometimes you you, you struggle to see a game. You know, it's uh, it's really sad that 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 um, league has folded. But as you've just said, you're probably correct. It's a sign of the times, and it's the way things are going, isn't it? So compared to when you were playing in your <clears throat> pomp, what do you think the biggest differences are to the present day? Oh my goodness! Um, so I think sort of like in terms of um, coaching and training and uh, people playing, there's definitely there's there's definitely more um, more of a almost professional attitude about the kids who play football now. You know, they're, they're sort of like the majority of them, anyway, most of them are, are so dedicated. To to their fitness levels, um, and you get great coaches and great managers coming in uh, at, at these levels and, and training these kids. For for me for me back in the day, uh, it was a case of you know it it didn't matter what you had done uh, the previous night, Saturday night, Sunday night, uh, Friday night, Saturday night. Um, as as far as hitting the town and stuff like that, you would still go out playing football. You know, and but the some of the guys that played football look like are they now <laughs> back back then, whereas um, now you see you, you see these kids and and they're so dedicated and they're so fit. Uh, you have to be you have to be well fit to play in some of these leagues now. So it's it, it, that's probably the main difference for that I see definitely that I see um, the dedication to the game. Is totally different to. It was to be fair. It was probably uh, more fun back in my day. You know, you didn't take it so seriously. Where everybody seems to take themselves a bit too seriously sometimes now. After fifty years plus in the game, surely that's enough time for a rest. But you don't rest, John, <laughs> do you? So why are you still involved with football? Ah, uh, well, sure, Dan. Uh, although uh, you know, I, I have um, been involved with football for fifty years. I did have a bit of a break, um, and, and that was after my bypass operation. Um, 
and it, it's, it wasn't because I fell out of a football. I still, I still watched football on the television and, and, and I still talked to guys. But I, I, I was, I suppose I was a bit scared um, uh, when something like that hits you. It, 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 it gives you a, a bit of a sense of your own mortality, you know. Um, so it, it's, uh, it was just a bit keeping away from football um, and open spaces, really. Uh, that's what I had an issue with. But um, getting back into it, I was I was persuaded by our wonderful chairman, Mr. Best, uh, to come along and just have a look at Blue Star, see what was going on, you know, and and, and just come along and sort of like try and help out a little bit. And my God, the bug got us again, you know. And uh, it's it's just like I got drawn in and. I'm back doing probably I probably do more now with football than I ever done when I was a player, um, and I absolutely love it. You know, I love the club. I love the people who come to the club. Uh, you know, there's such a there's such a family friendly atmosphere around the club. You know, people will chat who you've never met, but you know, they, they've all got the same love, and that's being at a football club. You know, it's great. Absolutely. So for those who don't quite know, could you explain your current remit with the club? What's your kind of role? What do you do? Ah, right. So I'm, I'm the uh, secretary uh, and my role covers sort of like the first team and the reserve team. So I do, I, I do all of the uh, general administration around uh, everything to do with players, everything to do with matches um, and Believe me, going from being a player, you know, to be fair, as a player, my interest was uh, getting there. <clears throat> excuse me, getting there on time before the kickoff, um, getting stripped, getting outside, having a game, finishing the game, getting changed, and going home. You know, that was that that was my that was my dealings with football. Now, you, you probably didn't realise uh, just how much is involved in putting together a match, just one match. There's so much involved in it, you know. Um, and, and that's from making sure the, the opposition are aware of where you are, times of kick-off, um, match officials, uh, league officials. Oh, there's, there's, there's so much to do. It's, it's incredible, you know. But it's because it's got me back involved in a different side of football, I absolutely love it. It's, uh, it I'm enjoying it so much. Now, obviously, there's been a bit of fixture rescheduling as of late to Friday night. So, do you play a part in that decision, or the, at least the facilitation of such a move? And if you do, what happens? Yeah, so um, the the Northern Alliance League uh, is a wee bit different. Other leagues, we only get our fixtures a month at a time. Um, obviously, whereas the Northern League and other leagues like that, the the whole season's fixtures come out at the same time. So um, with with getting that, it's 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 quite difficult to plan if you want to change any fixtures. First thing to do is speak to the opposition because um, clearly you know whether you want to play on a Friday night uh, determines whether or not, uh, is determined by whether the opposition 
one to play on a Friday night. So my my first port of call will be to speak to the opposition secretary. So it's you know, and it's a good way. It's all I always deal with the secretaries rather than the managers. You know, the, the managers the, the managers have got enough on their plate uh, looking after other teams. Uh, so the secretaries we we'll take as much away from them as we can. So so it's we'll we'll, we'll speak. Uh, see whether or not the the opposition would like to play on a Friday night. And, and as an example, I've just I've just been speaking with um, Budded and New Fordley's secretary, um, and they are very keen to play on Friday evening um, for their forthcoming home uh, fixture for us, which is on the nineteenth of November, with a seven o'clock kickoff. Um, so so they were okay with that. And then the next steps is um, obviously to make sure that uh, our management team are, are happy with it as well. Um, everybody's got players available. That's that, that's the, the biggest determinant factor. And then then I take it to the league management committee, so the Northern Football Alliance League Management Committee. Um, but they are absolutely great. You know, there's never been an issue with me going to them and say, look, both teams are happy to play on a Friday night. Uh, will you sanction that? Uh, and then they'll sanction it and then make sure the match officials are available and then off we go. Speaking from your own view, do you reckon Friday Night Football at Blue Star could be not quite a permanent fixture, but definitely the way forward? Obviously, we pretty much once a month at the moment, but I know you can only do it a month at a time. But if you had every home fixture, can you see it going that way? Oh, absolutely. It's, I mean, you just have to have to look at... Some of the, you know, in the couple of games that were, particularly the last game that we had, you know, Pontiel and United, you know, and uh, to have over 950 fans turn up uh, on a cold Friday night down in Benwell just shows you in what, uh, what the the potential is for the club, you know, um, and also you know it it. Particularly with the resurgence of Newcastle with the this takeover. Um, it gives people the opportunity to attend both games. Yeah, you know, so it's absolutely great that we can get people coming along, uh, supporting and cheering Newcastle Blue Star, and then going along and supporting Newcastle United. Well, exactly the best of both worlds. I mean, the game we just had recently on a Friday. If we took a conservative estimate, if that was played a day later, so you're probably looking at I don't know three hundred, three fifty. But <laughs> you know, everyone's got a taste for it now and it's you can sample the delights of Friday night under the lights and word spreads and it just keeps growing. You know, there's no reason the next one might be 1,200, maybe even 1,500. Oh, you just don't know, do you, John? Well, absolutely. You know, the, the potential is there to be tapped um, and, and word of mouth is fantastic, you know, so people come along, see what see what it's about um, and, you know, it's it's not just that. If, if Newcastle are playing away, um, it's it's the opportunity to get the football fix on a Friday night, you know, and and then you know, it, with new with with Blue Star, you, we offer so much more than just watching a game of football, you know. It, it's a great meeting hub. We will have live music on, you know. The, the we'll put food on. Uh, the the potential there is uh, untapped. It's fantastic and it's untapped. Well, that's going to be my next question because there's no doubt that Blue Star is growing at a incredible rate. But where do you see them going over the next few years? Well, it's, it's, the, for me, the, the the first the first port of call is 
let's get ourselves into the Northern League. You know, we're, we're, we're but you have to earn that right. You know, we we haven't got we haven't got a God-given right just to be there because because other parts of the club are growing. You know, we we have to we have to play where they play where we are there. We don't want to be sort of like just walking in because oh, it's Newcastle Blue Storm. We've got, we've got great facilities. We've also got a pretty good team. You know, it's a, we've we've seen the improvements in the playing, in in the way the team plays um, over the last few months. You know, we, you know we've got uh, Liam and Bracer, two two great motivators, uh, good people. But great motivators, you know, and and good coaches, tactically, pretty nice, aren't they? You know, we, you, they, they give us some good football to watch, so it's it's really enjoyable to watch the game. Um, so I, I can see, uh, you know, it, as long as it happens pretty quickly in my time, you know, I, I would love to see we uh, storming up that them to Northern League Division, you know, Division Two in the Premier, get ourselves up there uh, and. I can't. Well, there's there's nothing but ourselves can stop it. You know, the the potential is there, but the potential is there for so much more than just football at that club. You know, it's a it's a fabulous club. You know, we've got we've we've got a a, a fabulous uh, reserve team. You know, with uh, with um, Dean Demarca, um the team are doing really well, second in the division. Um, so they're coming along really well, you know. We we'll have we we'll have players uh, becoming good enough to move up from the reserve team into the first team, you know. And, and that's always been one of our hopes that we can we can feed players up from from the younger teams right up to the first team, you know. So those players will obviously have their own preparations on match day. What are your preparations? What does the secretary do on match day? <laughs> Well, it's one of the biggest things, and I get some good help now from um, from either Liam or Bryce. Is uh, I get I, I getting team information. You know, it's, we're, we're getting the team sheets all all filled out. You know, it's it's something that has to be done. You know, there's there's priorities that you need to do. Um, so you have to give copies of the team sheets to the the opposition and to the the match officials. 30, 15 to 30 minutes before the game kicks off. So all that's got to be prepared. But um, in the week prior to the game, obviously you've, you've got to you've got to confirm with the match officials that they are okay and they will attend. And we've had a lot of issues um, because the league is short of match officials. So on on a number of occasions, we've had match officials taken off to attend Northern League games and, and left us in a position. Where sometimes you have to provide uh, line line officials yourself, um, then we we'll have to confirm with the opposition that that they're okay and they will turn out. Um, things like making sure there's uh, after after match refreshments available for the for the players once the game's finished. Um, refreshments for the for the line the, the linesman and the in the referee you know there's, so that there's quite a few little bits and pieces that you have to do in preparation for the game um and and it's about remembering them because it's dead easy to forget them 
Well, I've got so many plumbing reminders in, in either phones or in iPads. There's always something popping up, you know, which reminds you, oh, you need to get this done and you need to get that done. So it's it's quite 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 a few things to do um, on the lead up to to match day. So it's it's good when match day comes in that whistle guns and the and the game kicks off. I can actually wind down a little bit then, but even then you still have to keep an eye on things because there's things that you have to record any yellow cards. You have to record. Uh, Goal scorers, times of goals being scored, and all that's got to be reported immediately to the league after the game. Now, one thing I've always wanted to know, John, is when a team gets docked points for playing an ineligible player, how (laughs) how does such an infraction come about? What would have to happen for that scenario to unfold? (laughs) So, um, maybe or maybe you're not aware this happened to Newcastle Blues stall last Oh right, season. no, I didn't know. Sorry about that. Did you not? Oh, I thought somebody had. I thought somebody had prepped you for that. No, time. no, no. That's all so, genuine. No, so we we were deducted three points, um, and the error was purely mine, as the secretary, um, because I didn't register a player. So if you if your players are not registered, uh, and you play them on the day, you you face a fine which is minimal at 30 quid, something like that. You know, that's not really a bother, but you you lose you, you lose points. So in the, the reason I had made that, made that error um, was that I had, I had sort of like different contact groups with different people within the club. Somebody had asked us to register a player, but on the same evening, I got another player asked to be registered from a different source. Uh, and one got done and the other one got omitted. My fault. Had, um, but now I've got only one point of contact for any players that need to come in. So when I, when I get players asked to be sort like registered, then as soon as I've done, as soon as I've done it, I confirm it to the manager. Um, that it's been done and he's registered as eligible. So that will not happen again. Lesson <laughs> Put hands learned. up, it was my fault. Right, OK, because I was going to ask my final question, is there a memorable admin error that you can now safely disclose? But you kind of stole my thunder on that one. So you kind of hit, hit both <laughs> answers there. So that's absolutely oh, fine. It's, it, it, I mean, it, it, I was absolutely gutted when it happened, Dan. You know? It's just like it's nobody likes to make a mistake. Oh, of course. But when it's a mistake that costs the team points, you know. So I've got, you know, we've got our lads out there working their socks off, training their socks off, um, playing the best they can, and then find ourselves three points behind where they really should have been. But to be fair, that I was apart from a little bit of. Uh, the usual stick you would might expect to get. The the club supporter is as a whole um, understood the reason for the error. Everybody pointed the finger and says you 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 were you made a stupid mistake. We didn't want that. You know, I got support from everybody, which is fantastic. But that's the way Newcastle Blue stories. You know, we support everybody. We're a family club. Everybody feels like they belong, and that's what we want. Absolutely, John. Right. I think that's all my questions for this week. Is there anything you'd like to add before we go? Uh, no, Dan, it's been great chatting with you. Um, 
hopefully it'll see up at the club on, on Saturday and maybe we'll see quite a few other people there. It'll be, it's great to see people come along. I've I've met so many old old hands from from football, even from areas that I've lived in in Bengal, um, just by them coming along to the club. So, you know, anybody listening to this, get yourself along to Blue Stone, see what all the hype's about. It's absolutely fantastic. There you go. Couldn't have said it better myself. Right, John, all I need to do now is thank you for your time. Cheers, Dan. It's been great talking to you and I'll see you on Saturday. Okay, that neatly brings an end to this podcast episode. Just a quick bit of admin before we go. There's plenty of football across the board this weekend for all the teams. The first team are off to Whitney Bay. If you haven't booked your fun bus seat yet, get involved because that's round the corner on Saturday. Also, if you want to get in touch with me, you can. That's on Twitter, at Dan Tracy, 1983. To wrap things up, I just need to thank John for his time once again. So with that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Newcastle Blue Star Podcast. And until next time, goodbye. (laughs) 